Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about pseudonyms. The podcast that I recorded associated with stalkers got considerable feedback, and my experiences with Tim in Australia were not isolated. I wrote a book called Field of Chaos, some of this text I've read in the Short Funk Podcast while I was away in Australia... But Field of Chaos deals with a period of time when I was in my mid-teens and I wrote antiviral software for the Australian government, the lead into writing antiviral software for the Australian government, and some of my experiences through that process. One of the things that I found absolutely fascinating was the ability to communicate directly with folks who had written computer viruses. And in writing the antiviral software, I became very interested in these folks just as a kind of symbiotic relationship, but also a sense that these people were clearly intelligent, clearly motivated, and clearly highly capable. I guess I wanted to understand why they were intellectually dysfunctional, why they'd chosen to take their natural talents and use it for something that was disruptive. One of the curious things I found about analysing virus propagation and you'll read this in Field of Chaos, was the way in which virus propagation was actually analogous to STD propagation. That by seeing where these viruses travelled, you knew which kind of systems were communicating with each other. This is the pre-internet, fundamentally. But still where you had large overarching networks that were communicating, and you could tell by the virus's transfer, the rapidity between various points of communication, which I found fascinating. And ultimately, that work became the cognitive simulation in Noble Ape, and, you know, that kind of continued on through Apple and Intel et al. So these seed ideas through the time that I wrote antiviral software were very important. Through my somewhat naive, inquisitive manner, I managed to annoy a number of folks in, you know, call it the hacking underground, call it whatever you want to call it, Just miscreant individuals, probably most of them in their late teens and early 20s. I met a few of them face to face, but most of them remained anonymous. And to say they were anonymous is not actually quite true, because they used pseudonyms. And my perspective with regards to pseudonyms was pretty well noted through this period of time. And it related primarily to telephone death threats that I received while I was writing antiviral software. I received maybe three or four. My mother and brothers occasionally picked up the phone and received them as well. My perspective was that these were just miscreant kids, that what they were doing was not particularly threatening, but there was a propensity for violence, and my concerns around this period of time were also metered by a certain degree of potentially, let's just say, federal interaction. I'd already been contacted and asked if I was willing to assist with various investigations, both at the state and the federal level, associated with various interactions. A fellow had had his hand blown off, and another fellow had modified some text documents, part of the Jolly Roger cookbook. And the state police seemed to think that uh, there was some connection between some of the folks that I knew, and it turned out there probably was. But in general, I wasn't really interested in being like a narc or a grass or a mole. My interest really was just to write antiviral software and try to lead as normal a teenage life as possible. 
Through this period of time, I just became sick of pseudonyms. I was sick of people hiding. I wasn't hiding. I wasn't, you know, in the shadows. I was in the open. And over this period of time, I also had some connection with a young Julian Assange. Not a fan of Julian Assange. I've never been a fan of Julian Assange. And folks who would think that I would be positive associated with the WikiLeaks idea failed to understand that Julian Assange basically provided all his information to the US Defense Department, as well as a wide variety of mainstream newspapers. And the way in which he released his information was hardly provocative. Also, the information that he released was not particularly provocative. The non-government organizations that tracked killing actually had higher numbers than the US military, surprisingly. And for that reason, I wasn't particularly interested in being part of the cult of Assange. 15, 20 years earlier, while I was being threatened with being obviously the loose link in some chain associated with a variety of different pieces of miscreant behavior, Assange was probably, in fact, probably documented, actually the person who was providing state's information through this period of time. And my perspective associated with Assange comes through that period of time, but also his behavior following, and this whole myth associated with what he did in the context of vast war crimes that the non-government organizations were already documenting, but also a majority, if not all of the information, had already been shared in public hearings by senators and representatives in the US government. The information wasn't that great. So my perspective associated with pseudonyms is it's connected with a bunch of losers, death threats, other nonsense, somewhere through there a young Julian Assange. Tom Barbelay has always been a unique individual and I've always used my real name. Not a fan of pseudonyms. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.